Well, it's been kind of a slow news cycle, so there isn't a lot to talk about. But <laughs> leave it to Josie to heat things up and give me a couple of topics. You're listening to Gene, and this is Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, when I recorded this, I, it, oops. Uh, like I said, it's been a slow news week. The big news last week was that uh, Trump decided to allow uh, Barr to declassify stuff, but there's nothing available yet, so it's not too exciting. But then, just as I was writing, finishing off this uh, this script and this blog post, uh, a couple, which, which I think are a couple of fun and educational pieces, and maybe you guys can help me up, boom! Robert Mueller has surprise has a surprise news conference, and I I was a little surprised. It was a, actually a doozy and really put the Democrats in the corner. I thought that I thought the conference wasn't going to be much of anything. If you listen to it on the surface, it really wasn't much of anything. But nobody listens to things and comes up with an idea. No one just listens to what someone says. They suddenly realize make more out of it than it was and at uh, noon when it happened or 11 o'clock this morning and this is western time by the way pacific time uh, yeah i didn't think much of the conference but apparently everyone was flipping conservatives are basically saying things are over liberals are saying or the left is saying oh we got to prosecute we got to uh, impeach um we're going to do this tomorrow because it really hit me. It was a real surprise, and I'd already done this one, and I don't feel like doing it over again. Um, it, it's kind of hurtful because I used to really like Robert Mueller, but after the news conference, he kind of looks like an ass. Um, he got Jerry Nadler all hot and bothered and Nancy Pelosi all scared. Uh, she's going to have real problems trying to corral these cats that are the Democratic base. Uh, I don't think... I do not think um, impeachment is, I think it's inevitable now. I think it's going to happen. But we'll go over that fun tomorrow um, when I actually get the script written and get all, all the audio downloaded because there's a lot of audio and we should go through that. But it gets a little, well, it doesn't get better, but it just shows you how crazy people are and how crazy the time we're in. Uh, some guy decided to set himself on fire right outside the White House. Now, I'm really glad I'm not posting this tonight because no one really knows why he did it. Uh, you can assume it's because he was suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, but the reality is we just don't know yet. Um, we may never know. He is in very bad condition. Uh, I do have the video. If you decide to watch it, it is rather brutal. It, it's not an easy video to watch. But uh, this guy was completely engulfed. Uh, but, nah, he's nuts. Just another nutty guy. Hopefully tomorrow we know he'll be okay. I, I don't like seeing that stuff, but he'll be okay. He'll get the help he needs, and we'll find out more tomorrow. But that's not what I was going to talk about. I had two things today that I wanted to talk about, and I'm going to keep talking about them anyway, and I'll just publish today's news tomorrow. Um, this weekend, <laughs> Josie got into a debate, which it turned out 
which turned out to end up in an argument with her niece. This is the same niece who graduated with a degree in biology. I think I'd mentioned that earlier. Josie and her sister were talking about homosexuality. Josie and her sister were talking about homosexuality. Now, Josie and her sister are extremely religious, and they have definite opinions about that. Uh, my fiance thinks Josie thinks that uh, homosexuality is not natural, nor are homosexuals born that way. Her niece believes that people, though, can become gay through trauma. Though she believes people can become gay through trauma, can also be born gay. They got into it so bad that the niece actually walked away. She, I wasn't involved. I wasn't on the. Um, I wasn't outside when it happened. She walked back in. I saw her. She looked very upset. So I asked. I asked her. You know what got your panties in a bunch? Oh, is that sexist? Should I say that? Oh, well, whatever. I'll say with men, too. She told me that what they were talking about, and I continued the debate. She gave me her opinions. I gave her mine. Both opinions were counter to each other. You know, we went back and forth. I brought up facts. She brought up facts. It was a calm discussion until Josie walked back in the room. And the arguing started again. This time, I had to debate with Josie, even though... For the most part, I agreed with her. It got a little crazy because I was debating two different points of view at the same time. Uh, I, I, it, it just, the whole debate went absolutely wrong. And it wasn't meant that way. I'm pretty comfortable saying that I was able to convince both sides of the debate. I was able to bring Josie kind of more to the center, and I was able to bring uh, her niece more into the center. Uh, but you know what? That's not what I want to talk about today. I, I don't want to talk about the gay thing. I don't see it as really that important, to be honest. I, I, I just think it's, it's a stupid debate. But I do want to talk about how to debate and how to maintain a debate without flipping out and making someone else run out of the room in tears. Now, her niece, didn't, her niece did not run out of the room in tears, so it was okay. Um, but here are, some, here are some things that I've learned, and I've learned through education. I've learned through debating other people. I've lost a lot of debates because I couldn't do this. I, have made, I look like a jerk because I didn't follow these things. And I know when to stop a debate. For example, maybe I'm not doing anything particularly wrong, but I know... I know it's when to say, okay, I can't, I can't win with this person. We're done. Okay. First off, one must keep their temper in check. His temper in check. Okay. Temper is going to be everything. Debating can, debating t uh, can become very emotional, especially when you're talking about something heated. Get over your feelings. Uh, check your feeling. Get over it. Check your feelings at the door. Be cool. Speak with an indoor voice. Pace your words. In other words, speak very slowly. One of the things I do like about podcasting is it teaches me to speak. To slow down. Not to have a lot of ums and pauses. The same thing when you're debating. When you get overexcited, you speak too fast. And sometimes your mind goes in front of your uh, thoughts. 
can't happen. You need to let your, your thoughts come and your words come out. And usually the best way to have your thoughts lead your words is to actually slow down. The other advantage of this is when one speaks calmly with a steady tone, there is a tendency for the other person to speak in that same tone. I have actually, uh, I used to teach, and I actually, one of the first things I learned when you've got a rowdy class is to lower your voice is to start talking, don't stop talking, teach, and with a lower voice, even under the, under the tone of the class. And it's amazing, it works. The class actually quiets down. If you decide to be a leader, you want a debate, you want a discussion, and you decide to be a leader, awesome, lead. Lead with tone, lead with volume lead with pace in your voice. Likewise, never get personal with the individual. It does get heated. It does get hot. But don't get personal. Never hear something you don't want to hear and then suddenly attack. That person's whatever. Okay. I know I have won or lost a debate simply by who got personal first. And I have gotten personal first. When a person gets personal, when they start attacking you and not the subject, that's a time to get out of the debate. And when you get personal and you attack, that person will probably tell you that. That's when, if you want to continue the debate, you say, you know what, you're right, I'm sorry. Admit it. Own it. This will keep, this is especially, especially going to keep you sane when you decide to have a Twitter or Facebook debate. Twitter and Facebook are brutal. You don't, there is no tone in Twitter and Facebook. But the personal attacks happen. When I have a debate with someone on, on Twitter or Facebook, actually mostly Twitter, I don't even do Facebook anymore, but if I get into a debate with someone on Twitter and Facebook, the first thing I do when I, when I say, when I notice that that person is now attacking me personally. They don't even know me. The first thing I'll do is say, okay, you're a dumbass. This is over. I can't debate you. And you're done. I will not respond to that individual again. With the way one speaks, uh, with the way one speaks, listening is more important. Allow the other person to finish the state, their statement and listen. People have a tendency to let someone talk, but not to listen to what he's saying. This is a this is bad, and a debate can just fall apart if everyone keeps talking over each other. You see that a lot when you hear Democrats and Republicans talking on the television. Don't let that happen. There are nuggets of gold in what someone says. The gold might be in the form of ba a bad talking point that can be reasonably countered. It might be in the a form of a person actually holding the same beliefs as, as you, but isn't wording it the exact same way. This is what happened with Josie and her niece. Her niece and Josie actually pretty much believed in the same thing, but they were wording it differently. Uh, they were talking about nature versus natural, uh, natural versus 
normal. And they're two totally different things, but both agreed on the same points. Uh, it might be in the form that you actually learned something that you didn't know before. And that something can be used in future debates. Either you may need to think about it, or you may need to um, think about it, or it may be something you just can't answer. And then you have to figure out, well, how are you going to answer this? This was a big thing when we talked and we had my our, the abortion podcast a couple days ago, a few, last week or so. But this was something that was a real hard-hitting thing for me when it came to abortion of raped women. I'm still not 100% convinced that the idea is correct, but I, at least I know what the argument is now and I can sit back and I can argue it. As a matter of fact, I don't have to say, well, I, I agree or disagree. I can actually argue about abortion, about, uh, abortion because of rape, not because I think it's right or I, I have a firm belief on it, but I can argue it. Why are you even bringing that up? So it, these are things that you learn by losing debates or losing talking points within a debate. There are now here's a couple here's a trick that I actually learned. I don't know who taught it to me. I can't remember. It, it, it was recently. It wasn't something I read so much. I'm sure I read it someplace. But one of the things you can do is when a person makes a statement, is repeat that person's statement. This does a couple of things. Um, it confirms that you understand what the individual is actually saying. Okay, because a lot of the time people will listen to a debater and they won't know what they really said. And then they, they, they'll start arguing and well, that's not what she said. So what I like to do is when someone says uh, all dogs are brown, I'll sit there and I'll t say, oh, um, you, do you mean all dogs are brown? I'll actually repeat, uh, to, just basically to confirm. What this also does is it builds trust with that person you're debating because they know, okay, you're actually listening to me. Um, this really works, and it's a really simple technique. Okay, it really is. Uh, next, you need to know what you don't know. Be prepared to hear something, no matter what the subject, that you've never heard before. This And this is a good thing. We're, we debate to learn things. Hey, I know when I'm debating someone, they're debating me because I'm going to teach them something. Or I think I'm going to teach them something. Be prepared to learn something. Be prepared that that person next to you probably knows something you don't know. So be prepared to learn something. And that, likewise, this is the other thing. Know your stuff. Know your facts. Don't make stuff up. Uh, we have hundreds of years of history, millions of scientific case studies, and millions of philosophical, uh, philosophical texts right at the tip of our fingertips on the Internet. If you're not sure, look something, look it up. If you're not sure, if you don't have a computer by you, and you're not sure, okay, look it up. Bef say, I think there's something like that, uh, but I'd have to look it up and verify that. Don't, or don't even use that topic at all. Don't even use that subject point at all. Don't make things up. 
if you've read something in the past and you just you don't you can't quote it, you can quote it, and all you have to do is tell them, hey, uh, you can look that up on the internet. It's there. An example of that would be, you know, only 0.5% of abortions involve rape and incest. Now, I can't quote where I got that, but I know it's true. You can look it up. It's not hard. Okay. This really also works with Twitter. If you're getting into a Twitter fight with someone, if you want to look really intelligent and actually scare off trolls... When someone says something stupid, and by the way, I don't mean they're insulting you personally, but they just say something stupid, paste a reference in. I do this with divorce. I divorce. I do this with um, uh, abortion. I do this especially, Twitter is crazy when it comes to uh, climate change. I'll sit back and say, no, that's not true. And here, I won't answer the Twitter. A lot of times... When I first started Twitter, I got excited when someone tweeted something that was stupid, and I'd tweet something out there back, I'd have no reference points to it, and that person would point it out. Well, that's great. That's a good debater. All right? A lot of the time, if you say, no, that's not true, and this is why, and if you don't believe me, here's the reference, uh, if if they lost, they lost. They'll actually just stop talking to you or say, good point. I have a tendency of when someone brings a good point up on Twitter, I have a tendency of telling him, hey, that's a really good point. Uh, Finally, don't allow one's faith or belief system to infringe on the debate. In other words, don't sit there and say, well, because God said so, or the Bible said so. If I'm debating an agnostic on abortion, and to be honest with you, I assume if you're pro-abortion, you're an, you're an agnostic. I, I, I believe you don't believe in God. So I'm not even going to bring God into the subject. I'm not even going to bring religion into the subject. Because what's the point? If I sat back and say, because the Bible says so, uh, let's say homosexuality is a, is a great example. The Bible says so. Well, all that person has to say is I don't believe in the Bible. And guess what? They win. They're absolutely correct. It's a stupid argument. When, when you're dealing with someone uh, who doesn't have the same faith or the same belief systems, you got to be really careful. This works too with philosophy. Okay? Philosophy is the same thing. Philosophy can be very difficult because, for example, a lot of people believe in existentialism these days. A lot of people don't believe in um, uh, Plato or Socrates or Aristotle. And I've met people like that. So it's hard to sit back. you got to be careful with the philosophy because it doesn't deal in absolute truth. And if that person doesn't believe in Aristotle, uh, Socrates, Plato, St. Thomas Aquinas, whoever... It, it's going to be lost on them. So just be very careful with some of that stuff. The, here's the thing. I, I really think debating is fun and it's educational. I don't think it should be a, um, a taboo at family, at family gatherings. I debate constantly at fa- family gatherings. And I debate with people who completely disagree with my, with my subjects. Yet, I'm able to have friendly, educational debates because I do what 
I basically said. It wasn't always like that. I could never debate anyone with family. As a matter of fact, when I debate, I've got a sister-in-law who is just, she is as left-wing as it comes. And I'm pretty conservative. I'm not right-wing nutjob conservative, but I'm pretty conservative. She has no problem discussing things that she disagrees with, and we actually debate. The problem with me and her debate, uh, her and I debating, is that someone from the other part of the family jumps in, starts trying to join the debate, and then everything goes downhill. And the good thing with her is she's actually a very good debater. She's a very friendly debater. She she's it's just it's it's awesome um, with her. And every time my brother-in-law, my brother, or my uh, sister-in-law join our debates, our debates stop. Her name's Lenny. Our debates actually stop. And then everyone's, and I walk away. And I say, stop, stop, stop. And then I walk away. She walks away. And then I get told by my father, stop debating. Don't bring politics up at family fight. Hey, Dad, I wasn't the one that actually was fighting with her. It was everybody else around. Just yell at them to stay away from us if they're going to have a problem. But I, I just I think it's it's a great thing, and we're losing the art, and we need to gain it back. We need to get that art back. And uh, I think some of the things um, I mentioned will really help. But that isn't the only Josie thing that came up. Uh, and this one's awesome. Um, two weeks ago, Josie's daughter complained that a little boy from her class was allowed to use the bathroom she was in. She, he was allowed to use the little girl's room. Uh, he said that he was a trans girl and he should be allowed to use the girl's restroom. If you're not sure what a trans girl is, because it took me a while to figure it out, it's a boy who thinks he's a girl or says so. The reality of the matter is a trans, girl, a trans person is actually someone that doesn't have his or her equipment. Okay, I'm going to lose my stuff here, so I apologize. Of course, being from California, Calif uh, they have a law called the California's Gen Gender Recognition Act, which is SB 179, that was passed, I believe it was in November of 2017. It was passed in 2017. And makes it that children who identify as the opposite opposite sex cannot be forced out of their chosen restroom in public places. That includes parks, schools, things like that. Government buildings, they can't. Um, I hate this. This drives me frigging crazy. So my future stepdaughter, daughter's comfort, is compromised because some sick or perverted, because you never know. Uh, there's a reason Target does not allow same-sex, does not allow um, gender preference when it comes to ref restrooms anymore because they had a guy who was filming people in there. Oh, God. Th that's one of those things I'm going to have to look up to, to show you later. But sick of perverted little boy decides to walk into the, use the girl's restroom. He still has his penis. We told her just to leave the restroom, wait for him to leave, and I will teach her to use a gun in the future to protect herself uh, from these sickos when she gets older. Okay, I'm not so sure she shouldn't be having a gun now. The way I'm just kidding. Sorry, I'll get up someone upset. Well, the insanity apparently is going to continue because yesterday, according to the Daily Wire, 
which you should subscribe to because it's awesome. The Supreme Court has decided not to hear the case of Doe versus Boyerton Area School District, which is in Pennsylvania. In this case, the students of Pennsylvania School District, uh, school district wanted to fight the policy that would allow, uh, quote, and that's air quotes, trans students to pick restrooms and locker rooms of their gender preference. The students were represented by the Alliance Defending Freedom. In other words, it was, it was done by free and it was basically to change the law. The Supreme Court said via their blog, quote, whether, given students' constitutionally protected privacy interest in their partially clothed bodies, a public school has a compelling interest in authorizing students who believe themselves members of the opposite sex to use locker rooms and restrooms reserved exclusively for the opposite sex, and whether such policy is narrowly, ta uh, narrowly tailored, and two, whether the Bayerton policy constructively denies access to locker room and restroom facilities under Title IX on the basis of sex. So what does that mean? It basically means that Title IX, the 1972 law which disallowed discrimination between the sexes, has now determined that transsexuality is subjective. Which means a boy can be a girl, a girl can be a boy. Just because that's what they feel like. Now I'm going to pull some things out of here. There are three things I'm going to pull out of this. First, this is ignoring science when it comes to sex. And it's so dangerous, I refuse, sort of, because I do respect people, uh, to accept trans whatever for anything but what they really are. Um, if one has a penis, he's a man. If one has a vagina, she's a woman. That's physical science. That's how it works. If a man mutilates his penis and makes it look like a vagina, he's still a man. That's science, specifically genetics. He still has the XY chromosomes. It can't be changed. can't be undone. What if a woman mutilates her vagina and makes it look like a penis, she's still a woman with a mutilated vagina. She's, it's genetics. She still has the double X chromosomes. She can still get pregnant. A trans man getting pregnant doesn't prove that men can get pregnant. It proves that trans men are actually women. It's freaking insane. I don't understand what the argument is, and I don't understand why we continue to have this argument. Why this is even a topic. Okay, sorry. I went on a diatribe. I probably said some things that were pretty bad. But the next thing is really important. It's the militancy of the LGBTQRXYWZ movement. However many letters they have after that thing. See, several years ago, I was against gay marriage. I still am, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. They made it a law of the land. I'm not going to go carrying a sign. Oh, I didn't carry a sign before, but I'm not going to carry a sign about it. Why did I change? I realized my issue was not with gay marriage, but with the militancy of the LGBT. The Q came later. There was no Q when I was around. 
Leave me alone is what I thought, and I'll leave you alone. The government should have nothing to do with marriage anyway. They shouldn't have any say on marriage. Marriage is actually a religious thing. Okay. These people just needed not to try to convince me that it's okay, that what they do, their lifestyle is okay. And I would have been just fine with it. They could have gotten married. I would have seen the wings. I would have shaken. I, I don't care. My do I, I have gay people in my immediate family. I have a, a parent that is gay and I have a child that is gay. It doesn't really bother me that much. But now they're trying to change the definition of biology. And they are attacking the institutions like the church and schools that share my opinions and making people I care about feel like outsiders in the hopes that they will join, that those people will join their narrative. No, no, no. No more. No more. I'm going to stop supporting this garbage. Right now, the LGBTQ has declared war on family and religious values. They want a civil service. They, want a, they wanted a civil service at a courthouse. I was fine with that. They are now trying to change me. They're trying to change how I think and how I believe. They're trying to change my religion. They're trying to make my family uncomfortable. Because uh, all in the call of political correctness. Nope, not going to happen. Finally, the, another thing this shows is the Supreme Court is just a bunch of cowards. You have three conservatives, two moderates, and four right-wingers. Kavanaugh, who fought left-wing accusations, almost didn't get in because he was thought to be this alt-right, conservative, misogynist, bigot, racist, has yet to go against the left-wing on any of this. It's sad. This should have been heard. And it should have been voted right off political lines. You know, this is what I don't understand. The conservatives are so the conservative ju judges are so worried about just following the law, and the liberal judges are liberal judges. They're liberal judges. I believe in abortion. It's it's going to be legal no matter what. That's Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sotomayor, and um, Kagan. They're no different. They're alt left liberals. That's why they won't leave. They know the second one of them leaves, the uh, place is going to go crazy. I'm just very embarrassed for Roberts, the Chief Justice Roberts, and Kavanaugh. They just don't seem to have the balls to make a change. Here's the thing. When absolute truth is accepted 100 years from now, and we're going to know a lot more 100 years from now, what are our, what are our grandkids and great-grandkids going to think of us? When they sit back and they read about this crap, what are they going to sit back and think? Mine will know because I'm going to continually tell them. I'm, I've taught them. I suggest the best way to keep our kids really on the straight and narrow, start teaching kids. Make sure the family has control of our kids. Teach your kids because here's the problem. In our society, moderation is dead. And we're going to have to teach moderation. The schools won't do it. The churches might. But any public service is not going to teach us anything. Well, that's it for the night. Uh, again, tomorrow we'll talk about the Mueller speech today. That happened today. Uh, but we're not going to do it now. Um, you can... Uh,
visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, A lot of this is actually on the website, and that includes uh, my references and some videos. You can uh, download this iPod or listen to this iPod at iTunes, Sound, or not, not SoundCloud yet, iTunes, um, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Uh, if you leave a message, I look for them every day. I look for those comments and I look for those uh, subscri- uh, subscriptions. Oh, that's right. I'm also on uh, YouTube. So I'd love to hear from you folks. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool. That's at R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. I've had that uh, Twitter handle for ages. It is called Dumbasses Talking Politics, but I, I just, I'm not going to change it. I've been working on it way too long. You folks have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.